Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. This is Rahul Reddy. Today is April 2nd, 2021. The time is about three, right? There will be some interruptions. Um, Gayatri, you can start the conference. Um, for those people who are the Zoom conference, if you want to ask any question, please raise your hand. You'll be asked with your phone number, with your name to ask the question. Go ahead, proceed. Kiran? Hi, Rahul. Uh, thank you for taking the call. Uh, I, heard, uh, um, I applied uh, 485 along with the... Um, uh, Downgrade I-140 uh, in the month of November. Uh-huh. So I got all the receipts. Yes. My question is, uh, can my wife, uh-huh. can me, uh, okay. Can we get EAD approval, uh, 485 EAD approval before uh, I-140 approval? Yes, you can. There's no link with the I-140 or uh, EAD. There are a lot of pedigree. There I-140 takes about it has no link, none whatsoever with I-140. Oh, okay. My second question is, uh, can my wife work on uh, 485 EAD even uh, I-140 is pending? Technically, she can though. But on a defense side, I would like to be a little bit more conservative. What if the I-140 gets denied? She will go out of state. She will have to go outside the country to get the H4 stamping. So it uh, would be in your best interest to get the premium process approved of the I-140. Yeah, okay? the thing is the- my, lawyer, my lawyer is not uh, considering on premium processing. But anyhow, we'll go to H4 stamping and uh, come back anyhow. The H1 extension will be If there. by any chance, if by any chance I-140, if, if by any chance I-140 gets denied, you can always use that H4 option going outside the country and getting the stamp. Okay? Okay, then. Next caller. Okay, thank you. Shravan? Uh, hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking the call. So, uh, uh, I have a question regarding uh, my wife actually has a uh, H4 EAD, uh, but she uh-huh. uh, she doesn't have an SSN yet. We have applied it recently and it might take another three to four weeks. Uh, so she just received an offer. Um, uh, she also has H1. Uh, uh, it's been applied. Uh, I mean, she she got it in 2020. Uh, and she hasn't worked on H1 yet. And she hasn't worked for the employer who has filed her H1, H1 yet. But she has got an offer from a, com- a company A now. And uh, she I'm wants... I'm a bit confused. Uh, I'm a bit... She has a H1B in 2020. So when you say H1B, she had with the I-94 or without the I-94? Without the I-94. So it was a council processing. Yes. And now she has the H4 EAD approved, but the Social Security has not issued the Social Security number. Okay? Yeah. Yes. 
and she has a job offer right now but she yes. she can work without social security number though she can show the evidence that in the 765 application they requested the 76 uh, yeah, social security number and mm-hmm. then can you hear yes. me now yeah now it's clear now it's clear so so you can she can use the social security application that she filed with the social security office as a social security number to work on a eid right now yeah yeah but she got an offer for h for h1 and they want to transfer their h1 it's a different company b that wants to transfer the h1 so is it possible to transfer the h1 why why transfer she has an eid uh, the company doesn't want to take eid they only want to hire okay. h1 um the problem is technically speaking about she is not counted toward the h1b number until the h1b is approved with the i94 so the h1b that got approved you said was a consular mm-hmm. processing so hence it is not considered to be it cannot be transferred the only exception is that if she goes back to the same company that filed the h1b okay okay got it got it thanks thanks next caller please suraj Hey, hi Rahul. Uh, I just had a quick question. Uh, so my priority date is 2016, and I was uh, thinking of moving to a new company. So my question here is: um, Let's say uh, I switch to a new company, and they take two years of time to apply for the new I-140. And during that two years, the priority date uh, becomes current. Uh, mm-hmm. Do I still get a chance to? And the priority date remains uh, current even after two years. That's so. Can I still apply for my green card two years later? Or absolutely. Do I the- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely if the priority date if the priority date does not retract though you can definitely file the adjustment of status at the same time but historically that did not happen though into 1996 the priority date was current it backlogged once it got backlogged people have stayed there yeah. for 7 8 yeah, years then in 2007 in 2007 it came all the way to current then it backlogged all the way to 2012 in 2012 it became may 1st 2010 guess what in april of 2021 it came back to may 1st of 2010 so yeah. it is something like a you know you will be taking a big risk if you leave the company with yeah, the yeah, priority date of that the only reason i asked is somewhere online i read that it, you get only one year's time after it becomes that is, current that you have to apply for a green card otherwise you lose the line is that false it is it is not false but it is not true in your case though the rule says that if you have an opportunity to file the adjustment of status or the green card application you have to do it within one year but there are exceptions since you're no longer working with the existing company you moved to a different company that okay. rule is not applicable to you got it yeah okay that's what i wanted to confirm so uh, sure. to follow up that right let's say i've got uh, my i485 from the current employer and i uh, leave the company after 6 months in that case do i have the flexibility to um, file green card with the new employer somewhere down the line or am i still is there any complication there can you repeat the question please uh, so let's assume i get i485 from the current employer and uh, i leave the current employer after 6 months Uh-huh. Uh, and i uh, go to the new employer uh, and i file my green card one or two years down the line uh, is that fine wait wait, I mean, wait, uh, wait 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 if you file a 485 application you yeah. move to the next employer the next yeah. employer is taking over the 485 application or you're dumping this one 
uh, I think you said uh, they need to file some 485J or something, right? Yeah, right. Uh, they file the 485J supplement. If they file yeah. the 485J supplement, why is the new company filing a labor and I-140 again? Uh, not labor and I-140, like the green card, I'm telling you. Like they can... Uh, but 485J is a green card. 485J is a green card. Okay. That is a green card. There is nothing else other than that. Okay? Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Then. Thanks. Next person, please. Shiva? Hey, uh, Rahul, Shiva, sir, Shipmar here. Yeah, uh, my question is, my wife is waiting for her biometrics and it's been like nine months now and she has to travel to India urgently. Can she go get her H4 uh, done and come back and continue the same H4 EAD or should she apply a new application for EAD extension? Is the H4 that she filed, is it an extension or is it a transfer application? Extension. If it's an extension application, she can go and continue and get back. But one caveat hmm. is that if by any chance she misses the biometrics, they will deny the H4 plus EAD. And it should be a new application, right? When she comes back. Right, right. So if, the, if she oh. does not, if she does not miss the biometrics, if she does not miss the biometrics, she will continue with the same H4 plus EAD. She doesn't have to file one more H4 plus EAD. Or she doesn't have to file an EAD. It's not necessary to file an EAD. Okay. Got it, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. Sure. Thank you. You can, you can file one more EAD if you want to, but mm -hmm. it's your optional. Sometimes what happens is that this H4 plus EAD might take a long time. The straight EAD application might get approved faster. So what some people okay. do is that they file both EAD. They will go with the old EAD. They'll file one more EAD. Whichever first comes in, they will take that one. Got it. Sure. Thank you. Next caller, please. Hey, Rahul. Uh, yeah. Uh, I spoke to you a week ago, but I just uh, added another question. Uh, it's regards to uh, my uh, application, 485 application applied through my previous employer in October. Mm -hmm. I'm the primary mm -hmm. applicant and uh, my wife uh, did a EB5 526 uh, application two years ago and she got mm -hmm. approval uh, uh, two weeks ago. So now mm -hmm. uh, <coughs> we discussed like... Uh, we can apply another 485 uh, for through EB5, but uh, we had a, another discussion. Is it okay applying a, a consular processing for the green card through EB5? Can we do that? Oh, first, or is it you can, but you need to understand a couple of things. You need mm -hmm. to convert the I-526 to the consular processing. To convert that into yeah. consular processing, you know how long it's going to take? To get an I, you have to file something called I-824 to be approved. That will take about one and a half to two years. Then they will send your file to India. The whole process might take three years for you to get, get there. Plus, guess what? What kind of green card you're getting there in India? Can it's only valid yeah. for two years. Yeah, that's true. So, two. yeah, this. Then, mm -hmm. you go, then you go back and then you apply for the traditional green card. Uh, yeah, if this 485 was not there for you, you may want to discuss with me privately and want to evaluate which one is better, which one is bad. It's very tough choice though. I mean, I don't want to sacrifice this green card, which is a permanent green card, to get a two-year green card. And then after two years, you'll have to go and remove the conditions for the green card, which we don't know whether you're going to be removed or not. It will depend on the performance of your investment. Project. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I, so it's it's very hard choice though. If you didn't have a 485 here, I clearly would have filed an adjustment of status for you. 
since you have yeah, it reason, right now why yeah the reason why i'm asking is like uh, i got to know from other people like when we have 2485 in parallel uh, through eb3 and eb5 uh, there are chances like it may delay both the application yeah what is your experience that's that? yeah you may want to, you may want to discuss with me privately on that okay Good. okay okay sure. then next Thanks. next yeah. caller please vahini polam yeah hi rahul this is uh, vahini polam and i have uh, my wife is working on uh, h4 ead from employer a and uh, my previous employer also asking uh, me to join because uh, because of our rap or whatever it is they are requesting me to work for at least 32 35 hours per week so can i work on uh, multiple with multiple employers at the same time like uh, 80 i mean 40 are, are, yeah on a ead yes h4 ead yes you can absolutely you can there is no restriction even with the multiple employers i can work on number of hours there is no restriction at all correct no restrictions on number of hours okay that's one question and another question is like uh, my aunt has traveled like uh, stayed that i mean stayed in us for 240 days because of covid or whatever reason she left for she left us recently like three months back so is there any problem if she can come back to us again like uh, within six months did, did she applied for extension uh, she applied and she returned to india and she is having a valid visiting visa so can no, she but come she applied the extension Did she applied the extension the proper timing oh yes she applied okay yeah still i would not recommend that this lady returns back quickly because b2 visa is only to visit united states not to stay in united states and visit india the way your aunt is showing is that by staying 240 days here going back and coming back within 6 months looks like she's actually visiting india rather than visiting usa okay so i would recommend if she stayed for 250 40 days at least stay 9 to 10 months before she comes back and next time when she comes back she should have a plan of staying less than 3 months in united states okay thank you ivc hello rahul can you hear me i can hear you clearly yes. sir well i have uh, you rahul i wanted to know my i140 downgrade application has been filed and i've got all my receipts i've uh, i've been watching all your shows and i have premiumed my i140 it's been approved i've been lucky that way one thing i wanted to know since in your latest videos you were you were talking about medicals so i talked to my attorney she says until the priority date is current i cannot enter file and add the medicals uh, is that true do i need to wait uh, for enter filing not not true not true we are actually getting some rfps for medicals even if the filing dates even if the final action dates are not current yeah i mean even if the final, final yeah even if the final action dates are not current we are getting rfps i would interfile it because we are expecting the priority dates to move faster now when you do the interfiling is it going to work 100% no i would say it's 60% chance it will go to your file and will properly be applied 40% of time it goes in the thin air we don't know where it goes um so it's your risk that if you don't have an rfe to file a medical it's your risk 60 40 but if you miss what what will happen they'll issue an rfe to submit the medical well i'm in front of the jail which which uh, execute more people than anywhere else in the world um oh <laughs> uh, so if you do the medical though there is a good chance when the officer opens up the file and if the final action date is current you will get the green card 
there is a slight chance they may still issue an RFE. So you're trying to avoid the chance of getting an RFE. Why should I try to avoid the chance? Because these priority dates keep moving back and forth, back and forth, is right? Remember that the priority date of May 1st, 2010 was current in 2012. It became current again in April of 2021 after nine years. So sometimes mm -hmm. when the priority date is current, when the officer opens up, if the medical is not there, he cannot approve your green card. Is right? So yeah. that's the reason I, I, you can interfile it. Absolutely not a problem. You may eat, you may miss it, but you have no loss other than probably, you know, extra $200 because you don't have to do all the injections again. If you go to the same doctor, they will only do the TB test and uh, test again. Otherwise, all the polio and everything, they will copy from the previous information and send it out. So even if the filing date is not current, uh, sorry, even if the final action date is not current, I can still file. Right. It's a chance. That is so, right. Um, you can. Okay. Man, second question is this. When I come on an EAD, when I'm past okay. 100... Even if the filing final action date is not current, you can file. Uh -huh. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, I, my next question is, if, um, when my 180 days have passed and my I-140 is approved and when I get my EAD in hand, even, uh, and if I'm benched while I'm on EAD, uh, do I really uh, have to make that money what's, what's mentioned on the I-140 or perm? Um, if you're working with the same company? Yes. Same company. Yeah, you, it's, you should be making that money. You can't drastically cut down the salary if you're working with the same company. If you move to a different company, it's a different story. If you move to a different company, then it's a different story. So let's say it's 100K salary and if it's 90K, will that kind of margin work? Um, you, know, you, you don't want to play if a head Jeff and I. Why don't you be safe and be 100,000, okay? Let's not take yeah, risks. I get it. Okay. Okay then. Okay. Next Thank person. you so much. Yes. Raghu? Hey, uh, I have a question which one of the uh, participants have asked. So uh, my question is, uh, I have a 140 approved uh, with a priority date of April uh, 17, uh, 2017. And I have a job offer, uh, which is uh, kind of uh, very good. So is it advisable to make a move or wait until October? What would be the dates? I mean, any estimation? What's, what's the money? You're saying good offer. Tell me the money. Uh, I would get uh, 180K and uh, it's a startup. No, we have. No. no, 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 no. What's the difference? Uh, the difference what's... is close to 30 to 40K and uh, equity is there around 15,000 uh, uh, shares. Yikes. That's going to be a tough decision. I don't know how to evaluate the equity because I know that 15,000 can be 15 or 150 million, it can be zero. I don't know how to evaluate that. But if it is 30K, I'm not even looking at it. Got the point? Yeah. Yeah, if it's 30K, I'm not, if I were you, because this is not a, you're not asking any legal opinion. You're just trying to see what would I do if I were you. So if mm -hmm. it's 30K, I would not even look at that offer if my priority date is 2017. Because you go with the startup, by the time they do the labor and I-140, it's two years. And I don't know what's going to happen in two years. So I would wait at least until October to find out what's going on before I make any decision on this 30K. And I don't okay. know how to evaluate this 15,000 offer, uh, share, shares offer, because it's I can't. I mean, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm just a professional. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Okay. Next person. Shruti? 
Hi, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Hi, I have applied for my EB2 AOS last October. This was a straight uh -huh. filing. Uh, nice. I, I have received all the receipts. I'm still waiting for the EAD and AP. I'm getting ready for my EB3 AOS. Can I use the EB3 medicals for my EB2 uh, application? So you filed under EB2 before and you are now filing an adjustment of status again under EB3, is right? Yes, that is correct. And you have a child who is, you have any children who are teenagers? No, I do not. I'm why the primary applicant. This? I know, but uh, why are you get, doing it? Uh, to get my uh, green card sooner. And just as a backup in case one doesn't go through, I have another application to fall back on. Ah, you already have a straight application. Now you're going to EB3 to fall back on with the same company filing one more I-140. You're asking for trouble. I mean, it's unnecessary for you. It's not only unnecessary. If something fails, it's most probably because of the company or you. Nothing has changed. You know, it's the same company. It's the same you. So if something fails, it fails because of you or company. What is the difference between EB2 and EB3? The other issue is that you are unnecessarily opening up the I-140 file again. See, for the rest of the people, they didn't have any option. They have to file a downgrade application. Personally, even though you know, your priority date is probably somewhere between uh, May and 2010, it's September 2010, I would not file a downgrade application with 485 again. Uh, to answer your question, Medicals? No, you can't use the same medicals. You have to get a fresh medicals though. Now you can say, go to the same doctor and they will consider all the things what they have given. They're not going to give you polio again. Okay? But you have to get the fresh medicals. But if I were you, I would not file an I-140 in additional status. Unless I have a teenage kid who is becoming 21 and I want to save that kid. Okay. Okay? All right, thank you. And if you want to, you can discuss with me privately and we can evaluate it. But personally, I don't want it. Now, remember that everybody, we told them to do downgrade and file a 485 application in October, everybody, okay? But for you, it's like Los Angeles lanes. This lane, that lane, this lane, that lane, you know? I, I, do, I do not like, just, I would stay in one lane right now for you. It's straight, no downgrade. Everything is much better here than downgrading. Next person, please. Raj. Raj. Okay, firstly, thank you for the call and thank you for your time. Um, so this was related to a employment-based uh, adjustment of status filing. Uh, we filed it on October 2019. And I'm from India and my wife is from, uh, her country of birth is Malaysia. So we filed it using cross-chargeability. Cross-chargeability, yeah. okay. Yeah, so August of last year, 2020, August of last year, uh, they transferred the case to Texas. So I've been trying to get in touch with uh, the officers from USCIS, but uh, I'm having a hard time. When, did you, when, when did you file the 485 application? October 2019. Okay. So why are you trying to get in touch with them? Yeah, so uh, I thought, you know, it usually takes like 9 to 12 months for them to do an adjudication uh okay. of an employment-based visa so i thought it has taken almost 18 months now so i thought i'd rather just call up and follow up what's going on so i was not able okay. to get in touch with them but i did raise a congressional inquiry 
and then I spoke. I just got a response back from the congressional inquiry. Yeah, I got the congressional inquiry. So according to the online status, though, the Texas Service Center is taking almost like thirty-six months, though. So congressional inquiry, they will just say that he is in line to get it. You don't have any special categorization to get your four eight five approved. So you just have to wait right now. Yeah. So, but uh, what I was trying to say, I think I probably uh, got cut off in between because of my network probably here. What I was trying to say is the congressional inquiry came back saying that uh, the visa was transferred because the visa was regressed. The case was transferred because the visa was regressed rather. So it looks uh, like the officer has overlooked the cross chargeability and uh, they've just sent it to Texas hoping that you know. Uh, okay. Did, did, raise, did you raise the service request? Yeah, I've raised multiple service requests, but I think uh, I just get a standard response saying that it's still a normal processing time. And I believe all these service requests are being just routed to the level one officers and they just take a look at it and close it even before. Yeah, the, the problem is, the problem is, um, the problem is that just because the congressional inquiry came in, that they have considered yours in the regression. Um, now these people are not going to open your file until the final action date becomes, until the uh, processing time becomes current for you. And normally, mm -hmm. if the processing time crosses, you can then go to the court system and get it approved. But right now, there is not, nothing you can do other than keep trying what you're doing. If it may be successful, it may not be successful. But once the processing times process, that's when the action will begin on your case. Yeah, so the processing time uh, right now, Rahul, when I look up online, it shows like 36 months. months. Uh, for Texas, yeah, there it is, is nothing. Months. Right. Uh, there is nothing I can do about it right now. There's nothing so you, I can, I have anything to offer for you. Is there any other channel like an interfile? I don't, or... I, if I have it, I will tell you I'll charge money. I don't. So I just have to wait until the processing time becomes. That is uh, right. In my window. That is right. Next person, please. Okay. Thank you. Uh, hello. Yes, sir. Rahul, are you able to hear me? Yeah. Uh, I have applied yes, for uh, H4EAD standalone uh, application in February 3rd, uh, 2021. So, mm -hmm. is there uh, my uh, application went to a California uh, center? So, it looks uh, it takes nine to 11 months for the processing of H4EAD. So, is there any way to? Uh, I have no nothing to offer for you. We used to have a court litigation. And uh, it is not doing that good as it used to in 2020. And we stopped okay. court litigation too right now. So I have nothing to offer for you. I have nothing other than you making congressional inquiry, uh, service request to expedite, uh, and uh, ombudsman, um, which all of them are not working. I have nothing else to offer for you. Sorry about okay. that. Thank you. Next caller, please. SKD. Hi, I'm Sanket. So actually, I have two questions. One is uh, regarding I have an offer. I have an I-140 approval, uh, which dated back to March 2017. I have two offers. One is like um, they are trying to do my green card after one year and the other one with a little bit of less uh, package also. And the other one I have uh, with a role technical project manager. I'm on H1B. So technical project manager, which is of like 50K difference and they are doing the green card immediately, uh, which is in EB2. So I just wanted your suggestion, like do, uh, like, can I wait for this uh, one year to go with employer A or could I go with the employer B, which is doing them? Uh, 
green card immediately and i'm not uh, sure like what so what is your what is what is your what is your priority date did, did, did you have an i140 it is before, in, is right what is your priority yes yeah march to march 2017 i'm going to go with the new company b which is offering a green card immediately i don't care about the role i don't care about the salary the reason is that the company that is telling you to wait for one year who knows after one year they'll come one other they have one one more excuse right okay so i'm i personally will move to company b 2017 okay. is so very close the, the i would role... like to get there as soon as possible uh huh okay you're speaking about the roles but one question is that is a pro- project manager uh, is there is there any problem with the speciality h1b occupation h1b speciality occupation with the technical project manager role Will there be any problem in future well at the t- if there is any problem the, uh, then you file the h1b transfer the problem will pop up is it right uh, for a technical mm-hmm. manager it's not a problem for a manager it becomes a problem because a oh, technical okay. manager a lawyer like me cannot be cannot be doing it but a manager i think so most of the people at least it looks like other people might be eligible for the manager job correct so, so this is specifically mentioned as technical project manager so this this will not be any problem so that should that should i will not say there will not be any problem the problem is very less i would still take a chance mm-hmm. and go with them and file a green card with them rather than okay. wait in this company after one year i don't even know after one year what what reason they are going to tell me whether to continue on the green card application or not this is my personal opinion next person please okay madhu hello can you hear me madhu yes i can yeah can you hear yeah so uh um, i can madhu yeah my question is uh so what, what uh, i think you know you've been telling about usage of the green cards right so what it it means to be uh, that you know card is used meaning like at what point they assign a number is it when your final action date becomes current or is it no, when they no. approve it when they approve the green card oh, okay when they so approve the green is. card the visa numbers are with the state department they are okay. not with the uscis so when the uscis approves the green card they go to the computer they log into the visa bulletin where state department people they tell that these are true mr mr jane mr john doe and jane doe give them two eb2 green cards and this is their information and the visa uh, state department says yes these two numbers are allocated these are the two people who got the green card then the uscis then gives you the green card okay so then even if uh, but my date becomes current tomorrow and you know if, if i my case is still nope. not processed okay no nope. okay on the day the day you get the green card is when the number is counted next person please thank you arun uh, hey rahul um, so uh, um, my h1 um, with uh, the current employer is valid until uh, um, this year i got it oh, one second sir uh, this will be the last caller guys it's about 404 pm um the next call, zoom conference will be on monday don't forget that we do have a tv asia at 3 pm sunday um you can attend that good uh, tarun sorry interrupted your h1 visa expiring when oh, yeah expiring uh, uh, my h1 with the current employer is expiring until end of this year end of this year um is okay. valid until end of this year okay and uh, uh, i got um, um opportunity with other employer so um if if my h1 uh, gets approved with the other employer can i continue you know work with the current employer until end of this year 
I mean, can I can I can I work for both the employment both the employers? No, you cannot. You cannot work for both the employers unless the company files a parallel employment, concurrent mm -hmm. employment. But if they're asking for a transfer from company A to company B, you can only work for one company. Now, after the transfer is approved, can you continue working with the same company even though your transfer to company B is approved? Yes, you can. No problem with it. But you cannot work for both the companies. Okay, got it. Thank you guys for coming in. The next Zoom conference will be uh, Saturday. Thank you, Leo. Thank you, Divya. And thank you, Gadri, for hosting you. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.